Hello guys and welcome back to the Network Podcast. This is episode 15. My name is Sebastiano Villano and today I'm not joined by Joseph Inzano because he's unfortunately enjoying his life in Florida. I'm joined with a special guest, Alex Park. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, I'm Alex. I am an incoming sophomore at Boston College studying computer science and finance. Um, I'm good friends with Seba. We go back a long time now. Uh, met while playing club soccer together and yeah we've been boys since yeah the east brunswick predators days shout him out all right so we're just gonna get right into it um we're kind of gonna talk a little bit about a little bit of everything this episode but we did go on a week a little over a week-long trip to san francisco um just we got back uh, eight days ago so we're probably gonna talk about that a lot and just whatever comes up but as always we're gonna start with overrated or underrated first is Public transportation. Alex, how are you feeling about public transportation? Hey, man, you know me. The entire trip, I was telling you how much I'm a big uh, public transportation aficionado, you know? I think it's <laughs> underrated for sure. Definitely underrated because, you know, people often forget how cheap it is, how convenient it is. And, you know, the system, it may seem super simple, but, you know, to get something that complex across an entire city to work is a pretty big feat. So, I'll give it an underrated. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with underrated. Particularly, I think trains are underrated. It's just because, personally, it's not that I don't mind driving, but the fact of like going somewhere and me having to drive for however long, 30 minutes, an hour, I feel like kind of puts me off going certain places. And trains, they're not too expensive at all. They're pretty cheap. You know, it gets you, yeah, it, may, it makes some stops. It's not, a, it may not be as fast as driving, but you don't have to worry about parking. All you have to worry about, what time does it leave? What time does it get back? Um, that's the main thing that I've used. Obviously, we did go to New York a couple years ago. And the subway, we, we used the subway, which wasn't too hard once we really just read the map. And I, I kind of like what you brought up. From a personal standpoint and a user standpoint, I don't think it's that hard to use. But I'm sure when it was first put into place, it seems like an extremely complex thing to just like, all right, we're going to have to put all these underground trains, the whole system. We're going to have to time them a certain way. We're going to have to make sure that, you know, they're all in sync with each other and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that as well. Um, and then I haven't really ridden a bus, but I feel like you can get a lot out of buses too, especially when you're going to a new country um, that can really help you see stuff that's outside the city. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, you know, being a student in Boston for a year, uh, Boston College is like a suburb right outside of Boston, but we have uh, a subway station right outside of our school that takes us to the inside of the city. Um, you know, seeing that firsthand really puts a lot of perspective in terms of public transportation because it's like, you know, only $2 a swipe to get pretty much wherever you want in the city. And I guess if you want to compare that to me bringing a car to campus and, you know, paying for gas, you know, uh, maintenance fees, what parking, else? Like parking's parking the main thing that thing. I think about. Yeah. yeah. Parking. And then as well as like, you know, your insurance is going to go up, you know, uh, when you're actively driving as compared to like, you know, when you're away at college, you're not taking your car, you can get that, uh, lower premium on your insurance plan. So a lot of money saved and it's just, it's just a fun way to explore the city for sure. Yeah, definitely. So we're both going to agree public transportation underrated. Um, the next thing is baseball games, but before I ask you, Alex, I gotta say a public apology to everyone on our on our sports episode. What I said about baseball, 
You know, I said some pretty bad things about baseball, saying how boring it was, saying that if you watch it, you're a loser. And I think on our Instagram story, I said, what's more interesting, uh, watching a baseball game or watching paint dry? And while many of you agreed that watching paint dry was more interesting, after going to a San Francisco Giants game, I got to say that, in my opinion, baseball games are underrated. What's your opinion on them, Alex? Definitely underrated. I take the same kind of approach as you, you know. It's been a while since I've been to a baseball game. Diehard Yankees fan here, though. But, uh, yeah, going to that San Francisco Giants game in Oracle Park out in SF uh, last week was really good experience to really, you know, sit back with some friends, enjoy some overpriced food. But, yeah, <laughs> beautiful views under the lights, you know, seeing all these stars play and just the excitement of, you know, people hitting home runs, even the opposing team hitting a grand <laughs> slam. It's kind of crazy, too, but... Yeah, definitely think it's underrated. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I When I first talked about it in the sports episode, I was kind of thinking watching baseball games from home, which I still think is kind of boring, but not as boring as I initially thought. But yeah, going to a baseball game really put it in perspective. And just the tickets are extremely cheap too, especially because there's so many games a season. So if you want to get closer to the field, tickets are more expensive. But with baseball, I don't even think that it's that much of an issue at all being far away because it's not like other sports where you're trying to constantly find the ball or I think of hockey. It's really difficult to find the puck. Um, But when you're with baseball, you kind of know what to expect. You know when the pitcher has it. You know when he's going to pitch. You can. It's pretty easy to see if um the batter hits or anything like that. And just the atmosphere, the excitement in the ground. I I really like the Oracle Arena um, itself, too. I thought it was a really nice stadium, and it was a good experience for my first Major League Baseball game. So um, I'm going to have to go with underrated, too. Totally agree with you, man. All right. Now for our third one, we're going to go with new friends or making new friends. What do you think about that? Definitely underrated as well. I'll tell you a little bit about my experience. I've... I've given you a little bit of insight on our entire trip, but, you know, I feel like, you know, moving on to that next step of your life when it comes from, you know, making that jump from like high school to college even, or just getting outside of your town, regardless of what the situation is, is pretty important. And then it's like super pivotal in terms of meeting new people, which I think really defines the pathway in your future and who you'll end up being one day, because, you know, seeing these new people, they're from different places, they grew up in different settings they they're from different cultures as well different racial backgrounds as well and you really see a wider perspective of the entire world through this and I guess the best part about making new friends is yeah you you make a friend but at the same time it's uh, almost like you know you you get this wider perspective of the world like I said and it's just it's just a different thing than what you're used to. So it almost challenges you as well as a person to grow into, uh, you know, fitting into this mold that you don't even know who you are yet of. And I think that with college friends, especially, it's like, it's so much cooler knowing that you have a friend in, you know, San Francisco, uh, mm-hmm. Oregon, or like, Oh, I have a friend in Seattle. I have a friend in Chicago. It's cool to say that. Cause whenever you travel anywhere, even international friends as well, it's like, Hey, I have a friend here. I could, you know, hit them up, be like, hey, you want to catch up real quick? Show me around your city. And it's a great experience. Yeah, it is really cool. And the main reason we thought of this one is because Alex has two friends that 
live uh, near the San Francisco area, um, Emma and Kevin, and they really just helped us a lot. It was good to see um, the city from the perspective of someone that kind of knows where to go. They know what's good. They know what isn't. And we were even uh, able to help them um, like see things that they haven't seen before, things that they don't normally do because they were spending time with us. And it can be maybe a little daunting or a little uncomfortable in the beginning. It's like, I know for me, it was kind of like, oh, you just meet them. It's like, I don't really know anything about them at all. Um, besides the fact that they go to Boston College and they're friends with you. But, you know, th I think mutual friends are a great way to meet new people. Especially because, you know, I'm comfortable with Alex. I've known him for a while. We were going on this trip together. So bringing someone new, like, um, with the two of us, that kind of made it a lot easier. Where if I was just with a new person, it would have been a lot more difficult. And not to go on a college conversation or anything, but I think in college it can be pretty daunting, especially when you don't know anyone. But I think it's just important to kind of break those boundaries, get out of your comfort zone. As you touched upon a little bit earlier, it is worth it. And just it is cool to have friends in different places, you know, not only just for the convenience of it, because I feel like that's a little bit selfish, but it's just a, a good perspective. You can kind of see how they're living, where they are, where they're from and how their day to day life changes from yours. If you ever visit them, yeah, it's good to have that guide. And it's just a good experience overall. Yeah, totally. Shout out to uh, Emma and Kev, if you guys are listening. Had a great time in SF. Yeah, I'm not too sure they're listening, but we'll let them know anyway. Let them know anyway. Yeah, they definitely made our trip a lot better. But number four, not too San Francisco related, but tennis. How are you feeling about tennis, Alex? Tennis, I'll give it another underrated four for four today. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I took tennis lessons when I was a kid and it didn't really excite me. You know, it was just like, it's like baseball over a net kind of, right? You know, uh, so I always chose the soccer path, something that was more like, you know, exciting, more movement, a lot of creativity. But I mean, as I got older and I started watching tennis on TV, you know, like Wimbledon and like US Open, those kinds of competitions. And you see these players like, you know, Rafa Nadal and like Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, all winning these crazy titles as well. You kind of like start getting into that little, you know, rabbit hole of like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. And then, but the only issue is once you start actually playing it, you realize <laughs> it's much harder than you actually think it is. Yeah, I agree with you there. I did talk about how I felt about watching it. I also think tennis is underrated. Um, so just like you, four for four, this is unlike Joe. I feel like with Joe, we're the opposite on everything. But um, yeah, I think tennis is underrated. Watching it is pretty interesting. It does get kind of long sometimes, you know, depending on how good the match is. But I think specifically playing it, it's just so much harder than it looks. I remember the first time in gym class, you know, I've watched tennis and I was like, I think I was a junior, yeah, I was a junior. So I was like 16, 17. I was like, all right, you know, I'm pretty athletic. I've seen them. All you got to do is flick your wrist a bit. The ball will go perfectly over the net. It'll stay in bounds. Like it's not that hard. And it's just so much harder to control than you think. It's really all in the form your footwork, moving your body to get yourself in the right position. But yeah, since we got back, I've been play I played it like three or four times this week, this past week, and I think it's a lot of fun. We did have our own game, which was pretty competitive. It was a lot of fun. Definitely a good time, yeah. Yeah, and it's a great workout too, good cardio, and I, I definitely want to keep playing some tennis. I think it's an underrated sport. If anyone's listening, 
and you haven't tried tennis, you know, just go get a friend. It doesn't even really cost that much. Just get some cheap tennis rackets or if you have some laying around and just try it out. It's it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Good way to get some exercise and, you know, break a sweat if you need it. Yeah. And so, so far we've all been underrated and I feel like we're going to be underrated for this as well. This is our fifth and final one, which will get us talking about our trip a little bit more. Um, San Francisco. Alex, what are you going with? Just one word, underrated. <laughs> Don't have much more to say than that. Don't have much more to say. It's all self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go with underrated and then we can just talk a little bit about it or just talk about our trip in general. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect going to San Francisco at all. It really just came to be Alex and I, we were out for dinner in Princeton um, probably about like six weeks, a month to six, four to six weeks before we actually went on our trip. And, you know, like this was a summer after first year of college, kind of COVID. We haven't really experienced that much. I mean, you did go on campus. Me personally, I really didn't experience that much at all. I kind of told you it felt like my life was been on pause because I was just like working, still at home, sitting at my desk most of the day, not doing too much. And he was just, you were just like, yo, do you want to go on a trip somewhere? Like I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, I don't know, somewhere out west, maybe San Francisco. It threw out some cities, uh, uh, some cities out there. And we kind of just did a little bit of research, landed on San Francisco pretty quickly, tried to get su- some suggestions. And uh, I think it was probably the best decision we made. Yeah, definitely. Probably one of the best vacations I've had in my entire life so far, especially given the fact that we were allowed. It's like my first time really going without my family and by myself. So that definitely made it a lot more fun. But yeah, I mean, overall, that spontaneous trip turned into a great, great memory. So hopefully more of these in the future as well. Yeah, it really did a lot of things. I mean, for me personally, it was also the first trip um, without my family, and this was probably the most time I've spent without my parents, because it was, what, uh, like eight or nine days without them, pretty much. We were on our own, and it was good to feel that sense of freedom, especially because, as I mentioned before, I was at home for college, so I didn't really get to experience that freshman year feel of like I'm on my own for the first time this is how it's gonna be I got to adjust to it I never really adjusted to it this was like just the first time and I did really enjoy that freedom kind of just to do whatever you want (laughs) my parents might not uh, enjoy me saying this but just not having someone that's constantly telling you what to do and even when I do need the nagging sometimes or just a push in the right direction it was good to kind of have a break and um you did have to work there, unfortunately, online. But just for me to get a week off of doing nothing and just in the mornings while you were working, I could just relax. And then in the afternoons, we'd just go out, maybe hang out with Kevin or Emma, who we mentioned, always get a really good meal. It was really refreshing and just for me, a good reset button. And we both we talked about this as well. It was pretty motivating while we were there, too. Yeah, definitely motivating. I think... After a summer of pretty much just working from home, for me personally, staying at home as well, I, I kind of get your perspective as well. I think really getting out of out of home and, you know, getting put into a different environment like that really, like, opens your eyes up to, like, you know, what's really out there and, like, how awesome it is in these other cities and other places, even the, the other coast of your entire country, which is pretty awesome. Weather was definitely a big surprise for us, but... Uh, 
you know, we always like a little surprise in there. But uh, in terms of everything else, yeah, I guess it is really motivating because it's like kind of pushes you to be like, hey, I got to work harder. If I want this to be like a regular thing, you know, I'm having a great time. But as you said at the end of the trip as well, you know, uh, it's like almost like the perfect timing. A week of vacation is like the perfect timing regardless of where you go because it's like enough time for you to really relax and take everything in that's around you. And But it's also a good enough time for you to really be like at the end of the trip, like, hey, like this has been awesome, but with everything that I've experienced here, I'm ready to get back to work with this new you know, fire in me. Like, hey, this is awesome. Let's do it again. Yeah, definitely. Um, the weather is one thing. I feel like that kind of made me, going on this trip made me think about my future a little bit, both shorter term and longer term. I feel like the weather kind of made me realize that I don't need the heat or like the four, se- maybe if, I, I was going to say I don't need the four seasons at all. Maybe if I lived there a, the whole year, I would want to experience it. But it was kind of just, it never really reached above 70 where our hotel was in Union Square, the Grand Hyatt, which was this is my second time staying at a Hyatt. Very nice hotel. Um, it was really nice and sunny. Unfortunately, we never got to see the Golden Gate Bridge because we didn't know it was pretty much... Once you passed a certain part of San Francisco, it was just foggy the whole way. And it wasn't the whole city because by our hotel, as I mentioned, it, it was sunny. Then you passed a certain point and it was just foggy. You couldn't really see anything which sometimes it was a bit depressing being gray, but the weather, the nice breeze did feel really refreshing. And um, as I mentioned before, it did make me think a little more long-term, like, hmm, could I see myself living here in the future? Um, and just, you know, may- maybe not the whole time, but maybe for like a few years after college or if I ever got the opportunity to go to a city like San Francisco or just another city like General, which I'm kind of unsure about, this kind of just showed that, you know, cities across the world, especially the bigger ones and in America, they have a lot more to offer than you think. And that's the great thing about cities, not just having a lot more to offer, but you kind of never really know what you're going to find. And they're so vast and there's so many different activities that you can find something for you and something that suits your needs and whatever you like. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean... Going in, we had a whole notes list of everything we wanted to do, which was obviously a majority of it was like the general, you know, San Francisco tourists kind of like must sees. But, you know, also getting that perspective from like the, you know, the local perspective from Emma and Kevin and even your cousin as well was Mm -hmm. super nice because it kind of varied that as well. Like we really got to see like what the true, true San Francisco culture is really about. And I think it was a good mix of that. And I really enjoyed every aspect of the entire trip that we were able to take in and i think that yeah we had eight days but there were still so many things that we could have done yeah an eye-opening experience for me was definitely just the fact um that it was just a break for me i I talked about the mundanity the mundanity of life rather um kind of the past year and a half and because of Shoprite too I was either at school working at ShopRite or doing both. So just to have a whole week off made me realize how important that is. So my advice to anyone listening, it doesn't have to be as extravagant as ju- as going to San Francisco, going to the other side of the country for eight days with your friend. I would say like if you're ever really stressed or you having 
like treated yourself in a while, try and find a friend or a group of friends. Just go somewhere, even if it's for a weekend. It doesn't even have to be that far. Just kind of get away from what you're used to. And it's nothing wrong. I was going to say get away from your parents. And, you know, people might take some offense to that, even my parents. But sometimes people just need a break from each other, especially I'm sure a lot of people listening have been cooped up in the house for a while and spending time with a lot of the same people, regardless of how much you love them. It can just be difficult just because you spend so much time together. So I think just going out there even for a few days, relaxing, not worrying about your usual schedule things like even I'm pretty big into exercise and working out. But on this trip, it kind of just took a break from that and it felt good to not constantly have that thought in the back of my mind like oh I don't want I have to eat a certain way or I have to make sure I work out today and that it was kind of good just to have a full reset um with that and I think that was really important yeah I totally agree with you I felt the same way it's like you just got to put everything on on pause sometimes and it I guess it's almost like the whole philosophy where it's like you know it's it's better to take a step back and take breaks you got to learn how to take breaks right Mm-hmm. I think that's another big uh, idea in life that most people fail to realize. Um, it's not always about work, 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 work 24-7, got to be productive all the time. I think the rest is just as important as the work. And in the long term and long run in the future as well, you know, rest is super important for you to produce those results for when you come back from the rest. Yeah, and when you said that, that made me think of something actually, not necessarily about our trip, but just about kind of the way our society is moving in general, especially on social media. It seems like people are trying to portray this idea that you have to work 24-7, you have to stay up late, you have to get like only a few hours of sleep a night in order to outwork everyone else and achieve your dreams, and I just don't think that's true at all. I think it's kind of a dangerous message to portray. Because if you think about it, even the people that preach this, they're, I mean, there could be some people that are working hard every hour that they're up. But even if you think of an eight-hour workday, no one is working hard for eight hours every day. Or I want to see the majority of people. Because I'm sure some jobs are harder than others, for sure. And I might not have that experience or that I haven't witnessed it firsthand. But with some jobs I've seen and just some things I've heard, Not everyone or most people are not working hard eight hours a day every day they go into work. And there's nothing wrong with relaxing and just taking your mind off things. And that was kind of saying you see mostly on TikTok, those people like, oh, you got to grind. You got to stay up later. Everyone else. Well, everyone else is getting like eight hours of sleep. You're filming. You're recording a podcast. You're working on your you're working on bettering yourself. You're reading. And it's just like. You don't need that. It's like You can find a good balance with everything. A good night's sleep is really important, which I think I talked about when Joe was on last time. Um, you know, you can still do everything you want, but still getting good sleep, just finding times when you have the most energy and then doing your most important tasks. Then I think you don't have to worry about just, oh, always working hard, going on, go, 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 go. I think when you step back, that can be more beneficial than trying to go as hard as you can 24 seven, because if you try and put in your head that you want to go hard all the time, it's just, it's not possible. So if you just in your mind think, all right, I, if I rest for 30 minutes, then I can actually focus for the next 30 minutes where as if you say, I'm going to work hard for an hour, then you're less likely to do that just because it's more of a daunting task. It's more difficult. It's harder for you to keep focus. Yeah, totally agree with you on that as well. I think, 
uh, yeah, you said it, having that balance and making sure you know that, you know, fine line of what's too much or what's too little is also very important because at the same time, yeah, you don't want to be working too hard, but you also got to be pushing your limits and like, yeah, efficient as you say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no shame in needing to take a step back or needing to take a break. Like, it kind of, I went off on a little ramp before, but you can still do both. You can work hard, and then maybe when you take a step back, that's when their ideas kind of flow. Because as Alex mentioned earlier, going on this trip made both of us feel a little bit more motivated, kind of in the sense that, you know, this was a nice trip. If we work harder, get more money, we can do this in the future. But also, just like, you know, this was a nice change of pace, made, made us think a little bit more. We didn't have to worry about our usual responsibilities. Our mind was kind of freed up to think about other stuff, whether that be personal projects or just bettering ourselves or whatnot, just the future in general. Um, and one thing I did want to talk about is this trip did kind of open my eyes to what I want to do in the next six months. Because if you don't, I go to Drexel University, which I mentioned before, and their big thing is the co-op program. And um, that's what I'm going to be on the next six months. It's basically just an internship for the next six months. I won't be taking any classes. You know, and I kind of thought that maybe I'd want to stay home. You know, it would be good. Um, economically, it would be a good decision because I wouldn't really have any expenses and I'd be getting paid for my job. But after going on this trip and just seeing how Alex interacts with his friends and just hearing about his first year at college, it... Um, kind of made me realize that I do want to get out of the house even if it's not economically as smart and it made me think of another piece of advice that's just like money isn't always worth your happiness because yeah staying at home would have helped me save so much money and I'm still not sure where I'm going to end up yet I find out this Friday but it's like I'm going to be so much happier in Philadelphia finally hanging out with all my friends and just experiencing the city than I would at home. So even though I'm going to have to pay for my apartment and just the general cost of living, you know, you can't always think about money all the time because you have to put yourself first sometimes. And I think that was an important lesson I learned on this trip. Yeah, a big quote that we were talking about over the trip, you know, some people are so poor, all they have is money, right? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely, though, like, your whole mindset is a great way to take this approach into the second half of uh, 2021. And yeah, I think it'll jumpstart you to a great 2022 and beyond as well. And I guess to kind of like close out on our topic of the trip, I think the best way to learn about anything is to just go through it. You got to live, you got to live to learn, you know, it's a super big cliche that everybody talks about, I feel like, but I think there's nothing really like it. Like, how are you going to know if you like it or don't like it if you don't go through it, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I was just about to say something, but now I forgot. Anyway, let's go on to the next thing. So we said that's kind of closing our trip. Um, but I did just want to talk about um, taking pictures because we did that a lot on the trip. And I feel like there's a, a little bit of a debate. How some people feel like that, oh, you should just put your phone away or in, we also, you took pictures with your disposable camera and people say, oh, you should just live in the moment. But um, I feel like taking pictures are a good way to remember the moment and you can still find a good balance. Like I remember this specifically when we were in Land's End, 
Land's End is kind of just like right off the coast. It's like the top of a cliff. It overlooks the ocean and you can see the Bay Bridge to it, right? And like we just put our phones away for a minute and we kind of just took in our surroundings. So I just wanted to ask real quick, what do you think about people are saying that like, oh, you should just keep your phones away. You got to experience it firsthand. And do you think there's a good balance? And just what do you think about that in general? I mean, personally, I'm a big guy when it comes to like nostalgia and memories, right? I find a lot of sentiment in like the smallest things. And for me, I'm a big photography guy and videography guy. You know that. Mm -hmm. You've known that since you yeah. Yeah, met me. So, but I guess that's kind of like my way of expressing like emotions as well for me. It's like a storytelling mechanism as well. It's like, hey, like in this captured moment and this photo or video, like this is how I felt. And me being able to, you know, save that as a memory that I can look back on one day is almost, it's almost like a book for me. It's like, hey, I yeah. remember this story, quote unquote story that I read back in the day, right? This experience mm -hmm. that I had. And I felt really happy in it. So, you know, I'm going to go into my camera roll or my photo albums or whatever and look at these photos and, you know, everything personally just comes back to me. Like all the feelings I was feeling in that moment during that weekend or trip or whatever it was. And I feel like, yeah, there is a good time and place as well for you to really put down your phone and just really suck it all in and take everything in in front of you. And that is definitely a need in today's society where everything is based on your phone as well. But yeah, I mean, personally, I think there's, you can, you can go either way with it. And I guess it's all up to personal preference as well, but I find yeah. good, good assets in both of them. Yeah. I think it's all about just finding a balance and, you know, people might, uh, counter argument what we were saying about how pictures are important. Oh, you don't need the pictures. You'll have the memory. You'll remember it forever. But I feel like there is kind of that stronger link when you're looking at the picture, like, yeah, I can think about a happy memory now and it'll make me feel happy. But I feel like it's just so much stronger if I have if I look at a picture or a group of pictures and then I can really visualize the moment better and feel how I was feeling in that moment or videos, especially I feel like watching videos um, from like just good moments you have or like Snapchat memories always come up it's like a year ago today you were doing this. I feel like that's always good to look back on things. And personally, I don't think that taking pictures um is a hindrance on it but i also think you don't want to have your phone out or the camera out the whole trip like i said right when i started this just balance is important so yeah take the pictures make sure you have those memories to look back on going forward um i'm sorry just to look back on in general but i think it's equally as important just to put it away for like a few minutes and just be present in the moment now and just kind of taking your surroundings and just all that stuff. And I know this sounds like, uh, we're, we're sounding like we're pretty wise after we went on our first trip. I don't want to sound like that, but I feel, I feel a lot more relaxed and I feel like I learned a lot about myself and about life. Well, I know I have, I'm only 19. I definitely have a lot more to learn. I did feel like this was a really good learning experience and just a great experience in general. Yeah, I totally agree with you as well on that. You know, it's been a first kind of like personal trip with a buddy without my family. So it's been nice to really get that different perspective without always having an agenda, you know, or having to follow rules or like whatever. Yeah. And 
I just have one more story I want to tell that isn't about San Francisco before we wrap up there, this podcast. Um, before I get into that, Alex, is there anything else that you want to talk about, either about our trip or just anything in general, a question or anything, any topic? Well, I guess just wanted to say overall that trip has definitely been one of the most memorable things in my life. Had a great time, you know, felt a lot of the highs in a summer of seemingly lows as well. So definitely put a better perspective on everything as well and yeah it just made me realize also that you know you you got to find happiness in the things right in front of you you just got to look in the right places so yeah pretty philosophical and he is also the one that mentioned the uh, some people are so poor all they have his money on the trip Alec you know he had quite a few quotes um throughout this trip uh the last thing I do want to mention was once I came home I talked about my co-ops and all that, uh, so I had to go on an interview in Philadelphia, and I feel like I learned the biggest lesson of never judge a book by its cover. I know that's a cliche saying, but I'm going to explain it more. So I had an interview that was kind of up in North Philly, which it's not as nice as kind of University City where Drexel is. Um, it's a little more dangerous. There's some more crime there, and it was too far away from my campus to walk, so I had to get a lift back and a lift is basically just an uber where you know for anyone that doesn't know you have the app you just say you need a driver where you are where you need to go and they'll pick you up and you just have to pay them and all that through the app um which there are some really terrifying stories about those apps so there is kind of some public worry and it does kind of have this um this kind of aura around them that lifts that they can be kind of dangerous so I, I ordered a lift to go back to the train station to take a train back home here after my interview. And I have to say, I was a little bit nervous at the beginning because the guy pulled up. I went in his car and, you know, sometimes you see people and you right away, not even sometimes, you see someone and right away you make assumptions. And he had like tattoos everywhere, also kind of going on his face too, like below his eye. Um, his um, his car smelled a little bit like weed. And, you know, right away, I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, uh-oh, like, you know, where I am in North Philly, I know that it's a little more dangerous. And I have to say, as soon as I stepped in the car, I knew, after I made those assumptions right away, I knew I was completely wrong. This was probably the nicest stranger I've ever talked to in my life. As soon as I get in, he was like, Oh, you coming for you coming back from work? I'm like, no, I had an interview. He's like, oh man, how'd that interview go? And I was just like talking to him about interviews, like, oh man, God bless. I hope it went well. And just kind of the whole trip, we just had a conversation about Philadelphia. And just I was told him that like I might move there in the fall. And he was like, Oh yeah, it's really nice by the by the um by Drexel. You'll have a great time there. There are a lot of things to do. And it was kind of a small moment, but that kind of opened my eyes a little bit that I was like, man, I feel like if more people were kind of just like judge people first by what they said and not what they look like, I feel like I feel like saying that would make the world a better place is kind of cliche, but it would. And I know it's also like a cliche lesson, but it did kind of like stick with me even almost a week later because right away I was kind of like iffy about it and hesitant, as I mentioned, but... I kind of I knew right away that I made a mistake by initially judging him. Yeah, really insightful. I mean, yeah, you know, can't always base everything off off looks because you know the the world has a way of surprising you, right, and teaching you these lessons. 
Yeah, and uh, I feel like that would be a really good story for your book, Alex. You did say that you had a goal when we were in San Francisco. I don't know if you want to put it out into the world here, manifest yeah, it yeah. a bit, but just yeah. tell everyone about your, uh, your one of your lifelong goals. So I have this bucket list that I, I personally have. And yeah, San Francisco and seeing the Golden Gate Bridge was on on the list as well, which also, you know, inspired me to, you know, talk to Sabe about this trip. But another thing we talked about while we were in SF was in the bookstore, we were looking at books and I told them that, you know, another lifelong dream of mine was to write my own book about, you know, just experiences, travel, people. And I guess just yeah, I, I find I find it so fascinating how how much you really learn just by really getting out of your shell and into these new places, and it just inspired me to be like, oh, I feel like I could really articulate that into like words on paper and kind of like also tell a story as well with that. But I mean, I haven't seen enough of the world to really have enough of an input on that right now, so we're putting that on hold. But definitely a big idea I want to think about going into the future. Yeah, and when you told me about your book, you also talked about like how you can really get to know the personality of a city by going like talking to taxi drivers or bartenders or really locals of the city. And I feel like that is a great way to do that and just um kind of just see the locals and how they act. I feel like they're usually they represent the city well. Like New York taxi drivers, just the locals in general, they're a bit more aggressive. And they're maybe not as polite, which I feel like that's kind of what New York is. But San Francisco, they were kind of a little bit... I mean, Very Texas mellow Texas. people. Very yeah. mellow, slow, chill people. I was going to use that exact same word, yeah. And I feel like that kind of represents the city as well. So I know we only kind of used the, um, the two cities. Even Philadelphia, it's a city of brotherly love. I mean, I did judge that guy initially, but after talking to him, it kind of made me realize that, like, you know, you people say stuff and of course there's crime in every city you know philadelphia there's crime in places but that doesn't mean everyone you see is going to be a bad person or they're they're out to hurt you like i'm sure everyone's just trying to go on with their day live their life and just be happy at the end of the day yeah that's the most important thing all right so that's kind of the last thing that um that i wanted to cover in this episode thanks a lot alex for um of course for hopping on in place of Joe while he's out enjoying the Florida weather. Hopefully he'll be back in a couple weeks or maybe even next week, actually. Hopefully we'll get you on again for another episode, maybe after we go on another trip or just when yeah. we have more more of a, a themed episode. Um, as always, follow us on Instagram at the underscore network underscore pod. I'll be posting these overrated or underrated on our story when this goes out. Hopefully it's tomorrow, but it might be today's Monday. It's either going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And as always, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.